Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hang on to your balls. Time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout Podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever, and then we talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Ben Benerita. I was going to continue, I couldn't do the stutter and then stop. No. Um... Ben Errington. Ben Errington. <laughs> Why did I say that? Oh, it's probably because Stuttering Bill uh, from Itch. Stuttering Bill. Yeah. Denbrough. Okay, so we are. So we normally do the 50 best horror movies ever. Today we are talking about a new film. It's um, an honorary mention, I suppose. It's the new remake of It. But uh, before that. I- IT. IT. Information technology. <laughs> before that, um, I watched. Uh, what did I watch? Today, I watched In the Mouth of Madness, which I've never seen before. Have you seen that? Is is this the one you told me about with Sam Neill? Yeah, so it's it's the third oh, of uh, it's John Carp- yeah, so John Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy. So we've got it, you've got uh, Prince of Darkness, which is like Satan is like this green goo, and then uh, then you've got In the Mouth of Madness, which is like a Lovecraftian. Uh, th- so I was going to say, In the Mouth of Madness is a film. You know, we did the Void review. Yeah, and we were like, "It's." I don't really feel like it's a proper Lovecraft story. In the Mouth of Madness is a proper Lovecraft story, <laughs> like it's, it's so Lovecraftian. It's, uh, but it's unbelievable. It's one of those films like I uh, had to watch it in two parts because I was super tired last night when I was watching it, and I watched the rest at lunchtime. But I think you would love it, man. It's the kind of film yeah. that like we uh, of our generation would watch with our friends stupidly late at night and just wonder what the hell is going on. It's got lots of like <laughs> tentacles and. Was it like mid mid nineties, right? Uh. I don't know. I don't know. I'd say a bit earlier, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll give it. I'll add it to the list, Luke Condor. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, have you seen any other horror stuff this week, past week? Uh, I watched recently It Comes at Night, the film directed by somebody. Forgotten, sorry. Um, with Joe Edgerton, the yeah. sort of weird... This sort of looks a lot... From the trailer, it looks a little bit like The Last of Us. People hold up in a house. There's some sort of threat outside. What is it? It's post uh, horror, right? They're calling it post horror. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I haven't seen it, but uh, I didn't know that. Um, it was all right, you know. Yeah, it it yeah. was okay. 
Okay. Good. I think it was. I think the. I think the trailer was kind of like this is another one of those trailers which you think it's going to be something it's not, and then yeah. when you start watching it, you're a bit like, well, you yeah. know what I mean. A bit probably not very satisfying in terms of conclusion. I'm expecting. Um, you know, you hear my dog Alaska. By the way, I sure can. <laughs> I've no idea where, where she is, what she's barking at. <laughs> but uh, okay, so it's, killer clans. It's, it's Pennywise, yeah. Um, so what was going to say? So it comes the night. Yeah. So the trailer I saw made me very excited. It made me. It made me think it was going to be like a, you know, Ten Cloverfield Lane, like a very sort of uh, small story. But then there'd be a reveal. And there's, there's some sort of big thing happening outside. I'm guessing from your expression, there isn't. There's no big thing ha- happening. <laughs> I, can't, I don't want to ruin it for you, mate. I think okay. it's definitely worth a it's definitely worth a watch. So okay. I will not say a word. Um, what we should say is that there are going to be spoilers for it in this episode. Yes, very spoil heavy. Uh, I'm I'm going to try not to spoil too much of the book that's not in the film because you haven't read all of the book, right? Um, no. So I wanted to read the book before this film came out, um, but obviously it's pretty massive. massive. <laughs> One thousand yeah. three hundred and something pages. Yeah. I'm about five hundred pages in. Yeah. Um, but I have seen the miniseries, and okay. I do I do know quite a lot about the book. Like I think I've just read about it, and you know, yeah. there's lots of things perhaps that I do know about stuff that. Well, you've read have, the Dark Tower I, series, and I know there's stuff in that that links to this that I don't know. So yeah, and I don't yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but well, I, okay, course, so like, I don't know this. I don't know the miniseries either. I never watched it. I have no Tim Curry nostalgia other than uh, from oh, Home Alone too. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Um, well, oh yeah. So yeah, no, uh, the, the TV show. I never really watched it. I think I think I maybe caught a couple of scenes when my parents were watching it when I was really young, but I never just didn't never watch this. So oh, no obviously, obviously, the nineties miniseries has got the adult half as well. Yeah, sort of like interweaved into the story. Um, I don't remember it massively well, but I remember seeing like the conclusion and sort of. Obviously, Tim Curry was great. There was a lot of. Yeah. Great scenes. A lot of the actors were a bit, a little bit naff. So, as part of the like, and I try, and, I was trying to find some trivia questions for this. Um, and then, so, I normally I'd, I'd Google around. I like go Google for it uh, trivia just to get some basic questions down. And the, one of them was like, "Did you know Tim Curry was also in Rocky Horror Picture Show?" I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great that. bit of trivia. That yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you an answer to that for that one now. Oh well. Oh, <laughs> one nil, one nil already. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I mean, so it's got so it's doing very well. It's like the highest grossing horror film or something. It's number one film it's, in the world. It's become it's become like a mega mega blockbuster, which I think no one really. I I didn't anticipate it being like that. I didn't anticipate so many people going to see it and so many people seemingly loving it. Um yeah. Because I don't know. We just. It's it's a it's it's an odd one. I mean, I'm really happy it is because it's yeah. one of Stephen King's greatest works, and now suddenly it's in the public domain even more so than it was yeah. as sort of like a mainstream awesome thing. Um, yeah. and it's and it's great. Well, I'm I think it is. So I mean, so I don't, I don't, Stephen King's got a lot of things out this year, but um, Dark so, Tower didn't do so well. So it's not his no, name. That kind of bumped. Like that kind of bumped. So yeah. I think it's it's off it's off the back of the Stranger Things success. We're gonna have to discuss that. Okay. Because yeah. that, I mean. That in terms of nostalgia, in terms of eighties, in terms of horror, yeah. that opened a lot of doors for people. Because a lot of people saw that, and a lot of people loved it. Again, another thing before it came out, I didn't anticipate it having such an, uh, as big an impact as it did. <clears throat> yeah. So I think that's obviously bled into this. People love, you know, 
a lot of people do love these horror films. I think from the way it was marketed, people are going to look at it just as, oh, there's a killer clown rowing about. Yeah. I'll go and watch, I'll go and get me some of that because obviously stuff like Annabelle, The Conjuring, um, whatever weird ghostly things. I mean, they always do yeah. well. They always seem they always seem to make a bit of buck. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a combination of that. So you've got probably got two different demographics of people who are going to go and see it. Yeah. The people the people who enjoy horror and the people who enjoy Stranger Things. Yeah. And then of course the people who know and love the book or the story or just Stephen King in general. I think it just people could tell that it was different from your standard yeah. horror schlock. That, that trailer came out and the trailer <laughs> went viral. The trailer was um, very scary, as trailers go. Um, I don't think the film was as scary um, as the trailer sort of led on. I wasn't that bothered about it. I mean, I would have liked to have, been, have had a, have a bit more bite to it. Um, but... I kind of felt like I kind of felt like it was scary enough. It was it okay. it was as scary as it needed to be yeah. for the way they told the story, which I think was one of the best paced films for a film that's like what two hours long. It it was paced like impeccably. Like I just yeah. thought uh, there was loads of times where I just kept thinking, I really like the way we get some scary stuff, then we get some stuff of the kids, and then we get the scary. It didn't, occasionally, maybe yeah. once or twice, it felt like it was going. From scare to scare to scare, that yeah. maybe happened only twice. After that, it kind of felt like you were given enough time to to mull it over <laughs> to sort of think about it. So, so the film starts um, with like the really famous scene of Georgie um, going to the cellar, uh, the, not the cellar. The, well, after he goes to the cellar, he goes to like the, the storm drain. He looks in the Pennywise is there looking up at him, um, and then when that happened, like it was, it was, it was gory than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> And there was a girl behind me, and I heard her go, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, I, I could like see her turning away from the screen. Like, I think she realized then that it was going to be too scary for her. So, like, they were, yeah. for some people, it was pretty terrifying. I felt yeah. like it was more like, "Are you afraid of the dark?" Which I mean, it's still pretty terrifying in some ways. Mm. Um, I think it's because there's loads of kids. I think if it was yeah. a more, if it was more, there were more adults involved, yeah. then it probably would have felt a lot scarier than it was because there were a lot of kids involved. It did feel a little bit. Are you afraid of the dark? Maybe a little bit goosebumpsy. Yeah, goosebumpsy. That's a good word, isn't it? Yeah. At times, shall I? Shall I just for obviously for people who are not familiar with this for whatever reason, I don't know why you wouldn't be, but I'll just read a brief synopsis just so. Yeah, yeah, give for it. The back. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so the film the film tells the story of seven children in Derry, Maine, who are terrorized by a being uh, known as Pennywise the Clown, uh, only to face their own personal demons in the process. Uh, that's pretty much it. Okay, so well, I'm uh, right. Go on. That's all we need. Isn't it? That's all we need. <laughs> so I'm um, Rotten Tomato. It's got 86% fresh. Um, oh! The, their critic consensus is well acted and fiendishly frightening with an emotionally affecting story at its core. It amplifies the horror in Stephen King's classic story about losing your touch with its heart. Um, I don't know if that's particularly, that particularly true. I don't know. Um, it's got I mm. 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. We should even out to a, a nice 7.5 over the next yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> needs to normalize uh, over the yeah, next yeah. years. Yeah. The, hype, the hype needs <laughs> to die down. People need yeah. to realize it's actually a pile of shit. <laughs> um, so I asked the guys in the Facebook group. Uh, Tommy Draper said he loved it. Didn't scare me like the old film did, but I'm not as easy to scare. Uh, I thought the film was cracking, though. Skarsgård was a great Pennywise. He had big shoes to fill. 
Uh, Edward said, Edward Harvey said, I love the 80s kid adventure vibe going on that reminded me of the films I loved growing up, like Coonies, E.T., Lost Boys, etc. Uh, we haven't seen that in films for a long time. I suppose it wouldn't be back if it wasn't for Stranger Things. Like Tommy, I wasn't actually frightened by any of it. It just had it some creepy moments. One of my favourites was the abstract painting man. Um, and then Andy Conduit Turner, regular uh, guest on the show, uh, really enjoyed Ooh. it. Cast was great. The update to the 80s suited it well. And as much as I love a bit of curry, curry the new Pennywise, uh, Tim Curry, the new Pennywise is incredibly creepy. For me, he just loves a bit of curry, that's <laughs> it. He just loves a korma. For me, an excellent update to an old favourite. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I've, uh... I mean I've, seen, I've seen a lot of people saying it's not too scary, but I think if you if you added some more jump scares or whatever creepy bits, it would yeah. probably would have felt like too much. There were two guys in the screen that I was in who were yeah. like the classic, I find it funny more than I find it scary. Kind yeah, of like, yeah. So, so laugh, that, like yeah. belly laughing. Oop. Like yeah. at bits where like, you're like, okay, right, you might not find it scary, but it's not funny. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and they were belly laughing and they, I think they were even nudging each other going, like, oh, it's funny, isn't it? It's funny. It's yeah. just like, for God's sake. You know, like, they're, they're, they're the kind of guys who are like, it's all like a show. So they're like uh, going, this is amazing. So funny. I'm bigger than this. And then like when they look away from each other, they go, oh, fuck, fuck. Oh, fuck it up. They got, they got walk Jesus like Christ. For, for a quiet alley. And they're just like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you don't find it scary, just yeah. shut up. Yeah. Uh, if you find it funny, then, you know, I mean, it's not funny, is it? There's a guy in my screening who found it scary, but out of sync for everyone else. So like, <laughs> there'd be like a, a jump bit, and then it would go to like quite a funny, uh, like a normal bit with the, the losers club talking to each other, and they go, ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> "Oh god!" How? <laughs> I actually don't know what what was happening there. I think he left like halfway through. As <laughs> something, something quite creepy happened in my screen where. Yeah. It was about my screen. Sorry, it was about halfway through the film, yeah. and suddenly this old man like just came into the screen, <laughs> and he was walking up the stairs really slowly, like it was a packed out screen, Christ, so yeah. slowly. And I like I was on the edge of the of the aisle, and I was looking at him, I was looking at him coming towards me. And yeah. as he got like towards me, he kind of looked at me, and I looked at a few people around. He went, "Oh, I'm in the wrong one. He's in the wrong. <laughs> he's in the wrong screening." Everyone laughed around him. I felt really bad for him. Oh. That'd it was be, pretty that'd terrifying. Be super creepy if he. Uh was like a Pennywise yeah. sort of prop or something. No, and when I when yeah. I left, he was like outside still looking lost. Oh bless I don't him. think he found I don't think he found his screen. I think he's waiting for his wife. I'm in the wrong building. I'm in the wrong one. Oh I'm in yeah. the wrong building. Yeah. Supposed to be in bingo next door. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah so it's good. So so I guess maybe let's jump a little bit into like the film itself. I mean the Losers Club. So this everyone that I saw uh talking about this film as all mentioned like how good the losers club were like how lovable they were yeah lovable lovable chubby cheeks lovable rogues yeah uh, i think they were great um uh, i think a few of them sort of faded into the background like as the film went on yeah. in particularly <laughs> yeah ben and i ben is is the man it's weird isn't it that um... he really faded into the background we we lost him after you know what i mean after like what after some of the, the bully scenes he kind of just didn't have much else to say or do, which was really which is weird because he he's my favorite character in the books. Like yeah, well yeah, yeah exactly. He, well, he was my favorite character in like for, as the as the kids were being introduced. He yeah, was my favorite yeah, when yeah. he's with, with all the new kids on the block stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But I think in terms of acting, the probably the best kid was Eddie for me. He was he just had the most <laughs> expressive face. Yeah, 
I've ever seen, like yeah. in a mature actor. Just like ho- pure horror, like on his face and the anger and confusion every time. Like he was just amazing. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Finn uh, Wolfhard, That's who Rich, played Richie, uh, Richie is, yeah. is, is, he's, he's getting a lot of applaudits. And I think, yes, he was good, but I think he was working with a pretty good script. Yeah. It, I mean, their, their dialogue for me was... Eddie, uh, Eddie shouting that his pills are gazebos. I, like, howled yeah, yeah, yeah. the screen. That, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, everything, everything with Eddie. I mean, in the book, to be fair, as I said, I've only read about half. Yeah. Eddie's not someone I gravitate towards very much. But... I, did, I didn't even... So, Eddie, I thought, when I was reading the book, um, for about 600 pages, I just thought Eddie was, like, a sort of less funny, less characterized version of uh, Richie. But then by yeah. the end of the book, he becomes like a, like a bigger player. Like you learn more about him and his relationship with his mum. Yeah. And it's, yeah, he's a really good character. I do yeah, think so... Stanley <clears throat> Urus sort of slips into the background, but that's yeah. sort of understandable. Like if you know what happens in the rest of the story. So if you know yeah. how the book is... starts, yeah. Like, I mean, he's just generally really scared. So I watched a review, um, it was uh, what culture we're reviewing this film. And then, um, <laughs> whoa, oh, Jesus Christ, Pennywise in the form of a cat, yeah. Uh, so and, and the guy was saying, like, they just needed to, they, they should have got rid of Stan Oris. And Stan is there, um, to I was gonna get you. Sorry, my cat's got his ass in my face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you seem fine with it for, yeah. for, for at least five seconds there. Well, yeah. well, and then the smell caught up with me. Okay, so he, uh, Stan, like, Stan is there to be the. He's a logician. He can't accept that things aren't a dream or yeah. like it's Can't this is actually right. happening. And and the start of the next film, and we're gonna guess is gonna be with him uh committing suicide, which is how the book starts. Like he Spoil spoilers for the book as well. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the first I think it's like uh <laughs> after the George scene, this is the next scene. Stanley kills himself. Um yeah. but like it's that's such a big part of the book that I think maybe it's <clears> lost a bit here. And Stan does feel a little bit um, superfluous because of that. Yeah, but I mean, he is, so, he is I mean, important. So does Mike as well. I think that's, that's uh, a so shame as well because Mike's a big character as well. Like, and he has yeah. a big history. Like, oh, no, exactly. Uh, especially yeah. in the latter part. Um, yeah, Mike, um, and also the other the other bullies as well. I mean, I know they're not a huge part of it, but everyone else other than Henry. Yeah, kind of just. Hey, you know, when we, because we watched Stand by Me very recently, well, <laughs> yeah, I, no. I was just picturing Kiefer Sutherland, like for the entire yeah. thing. Yeah, it looked like it just looked like. Oh no, exactly. I mean, it it feels like similar. I just kept thinking. I'm. Yeah. I mean, I hate the fact that there's a killer clown, or you know, there's a there's a being going around scaring the shit out of people and killing kids and stuff. Yeah. That's horrible. But doesn't it look fun in Derry in the summertime? Yeah, it looks so fun <laughs> riding around on your bike. Uh, yeah, just loving life. Yeah, there's yeah. um the bit where Henry uh. Like Henry is terrifying in the book as well. When he, when he, especially when he gets Ben and he carves the H into Ben's stomach. Like yeah. in the book, I found that really difficult to read because it's just so, like, gross and, and disgusting and sort of. We've yeah. all been in that sort of situation before, uh, when you sort of surrounded by ourselves. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it was really good. And some of the other bullies, um, they have bigger roles in the book, obviously. Uh, especially Patrick, the guy who gets killed first. Yeah. Um, but uh, I won't go into that team because in, in this film they sort of portrayed one of the bullies. And what's what's the big the bigger guy? Uh, Belch. Belch. Um, they portrayed him as just he had different metal t-shirts on. He had an Anthrax t-shirt on, yeah. then a Metallica t-shirt. It's like basically, if you like metal, 
You're a big old bully. Do you think? <clears throat> I do think there's a lot of fan service in this film. So there's so many little things like uh, that I enjoyed, and I'm guessing, and people who read the book probably enjoyed to see. So they they, they want to see Patrick Hockstetter. They want to see Belch and Victor Chris and all these people, but they're not really that necessary um, no. for the, for people yeah. coming to it fresh. It's a lot. It's a lot to fit in into yeah. a two-hour film as well, especially when you've got a ca- an ensemble cast of yeah. main characters of like seven people. Yeah, you know what I mean, that's yeah. difficult. I was uh, the only thing I was really worried about Richie because his character is so over the top in the book, but I do think they nailed it quite quite perfectly. Yeah, I think Bill Bill did enough. The actor playing him, you know, he was fairly good, I guess. Beverly, what do you think of Beverly? Oh yeah, Be- yeah, Beverly was great. She was awesome. Really yeah. felt uh, like her home life stuff was all pretty terrifying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so should we just pretty much dive into the the plot? Yeah, yeah, okay. So it starts. Um, they, so they moved it to the eighties, um, and it starts yeah. with Georgie Denbra, Bill's little brother. Um, it's it's pissing it down outside. Get off that screen. <laughs> it's pissing it down outside and uh bill's ill bill makes like a little boat for georgie um we all we all know this scene so georgie goes outside in his yellow coat the boat sort of flies down through the guttering and then goes into the storm drain and we meet pennywise so we meet pennywise within the first yeah yeah well which is good we get like a little spooky scene initially with georgie going down into the basement to get the wax yeah to make the paper boat, which was, you know, a little bit creepy and a little bit of a foreshadowing of something that was going to come yeah. uh, later. How did you feel about it being set in the 80s now? It kind of just made sense, didn't it? Yeah, it made sense. Um, I think maybe in the 70s, when the 80s or 70s this book came out, um, I think there was a nostalgia for the 50s. And nowadays yeah. we have this we have this nostalgia for 80s stuff. So I think yeah. it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, because obviously if there's going to be a chapter two, which we, we assume there is, um, set, they'll just be able to set it in present day. That just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, makes so, a lot of sense. So interesting to Pennywise. What did you think to old Skarsgård as Pennywise Skarsgård. dancing clown? The oddest thing about Pennywise was the fact that his eyes were slightly going off in different directions. Is that? Did you, know, did you notice that? I did notice that. Um, did they do something like CGI to his eyes to like make them lighter than the rest of him? I'm assuming so. They did. Yeah. They did a hell of a lot of stuff. Obviously, he had a big old like. He had was, a big was old, he like, wearing makeup? <laughs> he was wearing makeup or something. Or his head was big. He had yeah. like a big old baby's. That was actually a cat's anus there. <laughs> there was like a big a big old baby's head. Um, he had a lovely bit lovely bit of ginger on his head. Yeah. Ginger fluff head. Um, eyes, and he had sort of like Bugs Bunny teeth, big buck teeth. And he was always dribbling on his lips. He's kind of just like letting water fall out of his mouth, isn't he? Just yeah. like that's the thing. He just he's he's just constantly dribbling, but he's never like licking his lips or anything. Uh, yeah, he was pretty freak. When he first started speaking, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know how I feel about me that. Me too. Yeah, me too. But then it grew on me towards the end. Yeah, he just again he doesn't do too much. Yeah. Does he? He kind of he doesn't he doesn't overcook it. He doesn't. It's not a massive big caricature, and there's not like loads of quotable lines that he says. Yeah. He kind of just does his thing. Yeah, and then uh, so he, Georgie goes to get the boat off him. Um, he grabs Georgie's arm, and then he's like, "Well, he opens his mouth, and like a whole array of like razor teeth come out." Yeah. I mean, that, I didn't expect that. I can't, I can't remember what happened in the miniseries with when he changed. I know his teeth, Pennywise's yeah. teeth, kind of went sharp, but all these teeth that come out, his his head kind of like sort of starts widening and splitting, and his eyes sort of go white, don't they? Yeah, so his, his head like. Uh, 
splits in half and he's got like a like a pit of sarlacc sort of thing yeah. happening in his mouth. Um, someone... I thought that was great. That was great there. I thought that would... yeah. I didn't expect it, so it kind of made me feel like, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> someone I saw uh, called it like the most deadly uh, flashlight or something like that. Like that you just wouldn't <laughs> want to. <laughs> not the one you want. Oh not the God. flashlight you want to play with. Um, no. But then, like, so he rips George's arm off, and this. So I, I found that weirdly unexpectedly gruesome. Like I knew it's coming, but I didn't think we'd see it quite like that. Yeah. And, then, he, on, and awesome. then, oh, that was super creepy. I've just remembered now the visual of Georgie like crawling across the water to get away. And Georgie, whoever's playing this as a kid, is super cute. Like oh, yeah. an incredibly sweet. And I'm He's not like a, a kid good. person, but like, yeah, he was. He was like, I was, I was feeling for him. And then, um, <laughs> so was Pennywise. Are these sort of like stretches out from the? <laughs> From the uh, the great. Oh, I kind of wanted more more of that. Yeah, it felt me like, too. It felt yeah. like it was a felt like a very quick shot of the arm coming out. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted something. You know what I mean? I wanted the arm to really come out. Yeah. I thought that would have been super creepy. Yeah. And obviously, poor old Georgie gets dragged in. In the book, does Georgie not just get his arm ripped off and then dies? He or... dies. Yeah. Um, I don't think his body disappears or anything like that. No, because that was obviously a weird sort of. Because in the book, Georgie dies and everyone mourns him. But in this, it was sort of like. They hadn't found his body, so I it didn't really I, make make too much sense to me. Like, I, I mean, he's just a missing kid, surely, if that's the case. That but they talk about they talk, yeah. but they talk about him as if he's dead, as if he's definitely dead. Yeah, hmm. that is interesting. Unless, like, because all the other kids have gone missing, and um, they're, none of them have been found. Maybe some of those have been confirmed to be dead. I don't know. Did, did he ever confirm a kid dead unless they don't find a body? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand I, the, the. I get. The I, I guess. I guess if you never find a body, not officially, yeah, you can, you can completely assume a child, a child would be dead, or anyone would be dead if they were missing for so long. But at the same yeah. time, at the same time, it was we get we get eight months later, which is when Bill and we're introduced to everybody sort of one by one. Um, and it's all very eighties uh, high school film. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, 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 yeah, yeah. I felt like I was watching. Um, you know, somewhere around the time of the Breakfast Club, like someone's like you've got all the kids being bullied in somewhere or another, but they seem to be having fun with each other. You've got yeah. Ben, um, he's got this weird little crush on uh, on Bev. Bev's getting called a slut. There's some rumors happening around here. Um, yeah. So we, we introduced all these characters so well, and there's there's so many little things in the, in the film that aren't big things but are big in the books. There's like there's Silver, uh, Bill's bike. Yeah. Um, Again. That's another thing. Little things again. Fan service, showing the bike, yeah. showing a nice close up of the bike. That's it. That's all. That's yeah. all is needed. We don't need to talk about um, Silver because obviously Silver does play a big part in the book um, with sort of like saving um, Eddie when he's having an asthma attack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't need we don't need all of that really. We just see that they've got he's got a cool bike. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Sorry, man. Oscar's trying to. No, he's trying to destroy the laptop. He keeps trying to like <laughs> walk on it. <laughs> okay. Um... And yeah, so then we introduce all those guys. Um, we we get the poem, which I didn't think they were going to put into the film. Yeah, uh, ben, exactly. Ben's it was poem. it was word, it, it was word for word as well, was it not? Yeah, yeah. It's a really great little haiku. Um, and then we get uh, Mike Mike Hamlin. He's sort of delivering some meat for um, for his for his granddad. Apparently, his parents are dead in this. Again, they, I think they've taken some liberties with Mike's character. That I don't think they necessarily needed to do. Um, yeah. So. Mike is um, delivering some meat and he goes to like the service hatch or whatever you call it. And then uh, there's like the burning hands coming out, which is a reference to the black spot in the books. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, and then obviously eventually the door opens and he does, see, and we see 
he sees Pennywise for the first time, sort of behind some plastic sheeting um, yeah. with some glowing yellow eyes. Does he wave? I think he may may wave. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that 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 was pretty creepy. I like seeing it was a good visual. Yeah, of, uh, big glowing I, eyes. The hands coming out of the side as well, like the, the scorched hands. I thought that was really cool. Uh, yeah. So then, obviously, yeah, Henry yeah. Henry tries to run over Mike, uh, Mike yeah. and it kind of snaps him out of his trance, seeing a uh, yeah, seeing big bad uh, Pennywise just chilling in the butchers. Yeah. So this is the thing. Like, so Mike, they've um, Mike and Henry. So there's a big sort of history in the, in the book um, with Mike's family and um, and Henry's dad, and one there's a bit like a, like a rivalry, like a racist rivalry. Uh, like racial tension that isn't they've kind of skimmed over it in this a little bit um yeah. so I, I don't know how i felt like that especially i when, mean we but, kind of already see in this film we kind of already see that henry is definitely a bastard obviously when he's sort of beating up mike he does sort of say i told you to get out of my town or something yeah um so you kind of understand sort of racial tensions there i don't think you need to go into it too much more because i think it might complicate matters a little bit especially for henry because we can yeah. see as a bully we don't necessarily need too much more other than his home life i guess yeah yeah definitely yeah i think you run the risk sometimes with these characters of maybe introducing too much we need a couple of things we need a couple of bits of tension from somewhere else to sort of explain their fears yeah but if we try and introduce too many ideas there are seven of them it's yeah. just, again again i'll say it, it's a two-hour film seven of them from all to our backstory and all these different things is yeah, tough yeah. which is why a few of them suffered yeah definitely yeah um so i would definitely say like so i would recommend people read the book if they enjoyed the film definitely read the book because there is more there but i can completely understand why they've had to skim over a little bit of some of these sort of character details um, yeah but I, I feel like i feel like enough was in the right stuff was included yeah the right okay. stuff was yeah. the right stuff was skipped out yeah um, there might be a couple more things I could I would have liked to have seen, but I think the right stuff was kept yeah. for me, and the right stuff was skipped out because obviously there's some stuff, especially to do with the ending as well, which I think putting out in this film would have felt completely out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, so and then uh, so and the next like the hauntings just keep on coming. Like I'm, I'm sure these hauntings don't start to like page four hundred in the book or something, but <laughs> now we've got like Ben's in the library and he uh, gets haunted by. Another part of Derry's past, which is like these kids that, that uh, all got like blew up in this Easter egg hunt. Um, so he's in the library, he goes downstairs, uh, he sees balloons sort of hovering past, and then this sort of headless kid starts chasing him, and it turns into Pennywise. So it's just yeah. constant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the the, 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 uh, the haunting this in this film, it's like being on like a thrill ride, like a roller coaster. It's constantly come, like up and down. Yeah, because then because then we pretty much get Stan seeing seeing um, Pennywise in the form of. A painting. He sort of he sort of has to go yeah. into his dad's office to to sort of start reading um, for his his Jewish right of passage. Is that right? The Jewish Bible. Jew, the, he starts yeah. reading from a bloody Jewish Bible. Yeah. Uh, and he's yeah. obviously scared of a painting, which is a horrible painting. To be fair, it's yeah. a horrible painting to have on the wall, which is like some woman with a flute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he sees it come to life and sort of it does pretty much. Did you feel like it. that was um, a reference to like the Conjuring verse and those sort of films? Maybe that, that it remind it, it did remind me of that a little yeah. bit, yeah. Uh, even that woman with the odd face even looked a little bit like the the creature from Mama, which is the, the oh yeah yeah film. which is the yeah yeah, yeah, of course. yeah. So I don't know, it seems a bit like that to me. Uh, yeah, maybe you just included something that was like a little bit more his style, just to yeah yeah get in there. So then 
Ben is leaving the library at some point for whatever reason or leaving school. I mean, school's out. Um, and then School's out. Bull. Bill has a plan to take the kids, uh, so just Richie and Eddie at this point, mm-hmm. sorry, and Stan, to uh, the Barrens. They're going to go into the sewers to sort of try and find uh, his kid brother, Georgie. Uh, yeah. At the same time, Ben is um, assaulted by Henry and his gang. Yeah, I think they captured this pretty well because um, yeah. in the book, this bit is like horrible. Yeah. This bit's like agony where you're like, Jesus Christ, what's going to happen? You kind of like yeah. understand this. It's pretty violent. It's pretty over the top. Uh, so, this, so, yeah. So, so this one, uh, they carve the H into Henry, into ben, Ben's stomach. And Ben gets like, like that stomach. <laughs> it yeah, it does. Slashed all over the place in this film. <laughs> um, and then Ben like kicks over the fence, like falls into the river, and then he's running away from them. There, uh, he stumbles into um, the rest of the losers who have found a shoe or something. <laughs> yeah, they find it's a it's a shoe uh, that belonged to Betty Ripson, who's okay. another yeah. another girl who's been missing yeah. for a little while. Okay, and then this is when uh, like one of one of Henry's uh, goons, Patrick Hoxtetter, uh gets killed by Pennywise. I thought it was pretty gruesome. We get like a sort of yep. zombies thing happening. Um, I think they sort of bite bits of his face off or something. <laughs> I'm not too sure. And then yep. Pennywise yep. catches up to him in the sewers. Uh, yeah. So Patrick Hoxtetter's um. Uh, like his, he's got like some crazy history. I've got some trivia about it, so I won't go into it. But like in the last part of the book, like he's he's an evil dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, and then so where, what happens now? <laughs> so where are we at? Uh, so obviously they get the, then they take Ben to the local pharmacy to try and sort out his his H. Just been there's pretty funny bits in this where Richie sort of saying you got to suck the wound. <laughs> you got to suck. You got to suck the wound. Yeah. Um and then Beverly sort of turns up as well, helps them get the stuff out of the pharmacy by distracting the uh yeah. guy, didn't she? Um and then Bill has a little conversation with Beverly and we understand that he's got feelings for her as well. Everyone yeah. has, mate. Yeah. And then and then we get another haunting, another bit where Eddie sees the rotting leper that lives in the uh, abandoned house on uh Nabolt Street, which is where it kind of like resides. This is my uh this is the one that uh, freaked me out the most in the book and in the film the, the rotting yeah. leper just just disgusting and like so, yeah. <laughs> so obviously looks... Eddie is like a super hypochondriac well yeah. mainly because mainly his mum is so he's obviously got he's got his meds that he has to take all the time he's got like asthma so he's got the little asthma Munchausen by proxy is that what it is? what's that? Munchausen by proxy I, I think that's does, a... that, does that mean you're just ill because you think you are what's that mean? I'm going to check it out I'm sure that's the thing that comes to my uh <laughs> My yeah, brain. so obviously his big his biggest fear is, and he describes the leper later on as uh, like a walking infection. So his biggest fear is being infected. So that's why he sees it in the form of this leper yeah. who's like oozing. Yeah, gooey yeah. out of the eye. Uh, yeah, so much as my proxy is when uh, a caregiver makes up illnesses or oh, right. injuries for the kid, uh, for, for the person there. It's a form of child abuse. Um, oh, Jesus. Yes, Jesus Christ. She also she also makes him wear a fanny pack, two fanny packs. <laughs> yeah. Just say I've got another another fanny pack, yeah. uh, bum bum bag for the UK listeners. Uh, <laughs> and he's got two, so she makes him wear that, which is also child abuse. I've heard. Yeah, I uh, I thought because I I didn't know they were going to make the adult version of the film when I watched this one. I didn't yeah. know they were going to do like chapter one and chapter two. 
So I did kind of feel like all bets were off and some of these guys might die. Oh, yeah. Because true. I thought like, if they, they don't have to, if they're not doing the adults one, then they could, they could any of these people they, could die. They still could, have, they still could have done that because it is yeah. just, an, just an adaptation. They could have killed off somebody. Yeah, and I did think they, they might could, do. Because they could have easily killed off Stan. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that would be a good opening to the second chapter. Yeah. If and then obviously we, and then we get then we get another haunting which is Beverly. Uh so she she obviously goes back to her house. Um we understand she's got a bit of a at this point we're not sure what kind of relationship with her dad she's got has got. She's obviously scared of him. Yeah. He's a quite an imposing figure, um creepy, slimy. Slimy. He's yeah. ever so slimy. Yeah. Um probably um you know hurting her or abusing her in some way we think at this time. And then she goes and cuts her hair. Gives herself a lovely haircut in the, in the bathroom sink. A Molly Ringwald cut, I think they say. Um, which is a girl from 80s films. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, and then around this point, I think um, Bill gets haunted by the Georgie in the, in the basement. Well, when, in well, the when Beverly cut, well, when Beverly cuts her hair, the, yeah. this is when the hair kind of all comes out, right? It is at this, it is at this point, isn't no, it? It's not just here, but I'm pretty sure it's very, very soon. Okay. Uh, you mean all the blood, sort of? Oh, and the hair. Yeah, yeah. Comes, yeah. Um, so I remember seeing it go into the, the hair going into the sink, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if it's going to happen now." And it didn't. So oh, okay. uh, I don't but think that, it's just it, but yeah, it's, it's pretty close. So, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, this is this is the point. The fact the hauntings are coming thick and fast, and that this was maybe the only occasion in the film where I kind of felt it's too much. Yeah, I think um, I can understand why everyone, all of them, have got to see it. To, um, yeah. To, to sort of believe it and sort of go along with it. I mean, when does Richie does Richie, when does Richie first see it? Is that when he, he does? He in? doesn't, does he? He doesn't yeah. see it at all because later on he says, "Is it only virgins you see this thing?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the Paul Bunyan statue? Um, when 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 they're like all the losers club are talking about it, um, and then Richie says his fear is clowns. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a big Paul Bunyan statue, which oh, is, is um, it might not happen in the book for you yet, but. So that's what haunts. That's what tries to kill him in um in the book. The Paul Bunyan oh, no. statue comes to life. I don't think I've, I don't think I've got as far as that. Yeah, we don't have Paul Bunyan statue. Like in the book, it it, it may sound like it's just a standard thing that everyone has a Paul Bunyan <laughs> yeah, statue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, around this point, we get to um, I remember the chapter in the book. It's called the Apocalyptic Rock Fight, which is uh, <laughs> starts off with Mike getting chased by uh, Henry and his goons in. In the book, which I felt like this was missing a little bit. In the book, um, we find out that Henry killed Mike's dog. Like he fed him poisonous meat, and um, oh no! And then Mike goes like ape shit, and he starts. Um, I think he like punches uh, Henry or something. Like, he, he like basically beats Henry up. It's like a proper like yeah moment. And then all of his friends like start uh, chasing Mike. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then he, he goes into the, into the lake, into the barrens. Um, and that's when, he, that's when the losers finally are all together. And they, they, we have the apocalyptic rock fight. And I, I do think they, they played into this a little bit in the film, the idea of the quartet when there's a certain energy when they're yeah. all together. Because all of a sudden they were like badasses, like throwing these rocks. Yeah. Like, Bev, like even Bev was like knocking him around the face. Yeah, because some good headshots as well. Yeah, Colonel. yeah. Cartet. Uh, yeah, so obviously we understand that when they're together, they pretty much have got they they can they can do cool shit when they're together. Yeah, they can take down the forces of evil. Yeah. Um. So oh I yeah, think, I think it's soon after then that we they they do that little talk when they all. Yeah, but obviously we do. There are two two more hauntings, which is Beverly Beverly's hair sort of coming out, grabbing her yeah, from the sink, yeah. pulling her down, and then horrible blood erupting into the into the bathroom. And then that's when her dad obviously can't see it, which is odd, um, just because he's a slimy bastard. Um, yeah. So, so another review I saw, they said they didn't understand the, the the logic of the parents, and I don't think they quite understand that the idea is Derry. The parents don't see a lot of this stuff, like. Yeah, they just, it just sort of goes over their heads, and they just don't understand it, and they're sort of affected yeah. by the evil as well. Yeah, because we, we obviously we understand that it feeds off of fear. Yeah, and it kind of gets to a point where certain people aren't, when adults aren't really scared of those sort of sort of things. Well, I'm sure they would be, which I kind of thought. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, if a killer clown was coming for you, yeah. But I guess adults are more scared of like bills, and uh, <laughs> and uh, oh god, yeah. <laughs> oh no, another late notice. Oh god. <laughs> Or like uh, I don't yeah. know, car insurance going up. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it probably can't materialize itself as that. Oh yeah, obviously yeah. Bill does see does see Georgie in his house as well, running yeah. down into the into the into the basement. Uh, this this was pretty horrible when it when Pennywise sort of appears out of the water. Yeah, and he's like weird holding sort of uh, like... holding Georgie as like a, as if he's a puppet. Yeah, and like he's talking for him. Yeah, that's it's super creepy. Yeah, um, and then the way he sort of runs at Bill as well, which is kind of like comes out of the water and does a weird sort of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like when, when Alaska's got like a, one of those rope toys and she's running towards me. It's the same <laughs> sort of thing. I, um, and I really liked the sort of the weird special effect with Pennywise when like it was like a, ma- a motion stabilizing effect where centered around his head. Yeah. So whenever he moved his head, the, all the scenery around and behind him sort of... Yeah, uh, that, that was really effective. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think we saw that briefly in the trailer. And mm. I was a bit like, well, it's weird. But I think this yeah. time it kind of worked because when he went a bit nuts, yeah, every everything else went a bit nuts around him, yeah, which was yeah. which which was unnerving. It was it was yeah. a bit it was a bit terrifying. Uh yeah. So obviously, the losers club will get together and sort of discuss that they've been sort of seeing the same entity. Is this My the garage? Com- is this, is this the garage scene? Um, I think then they have. Do they? Because they, make... they have a little. Is this when they have a? Com- I think they have a conversation first, don't they? When they're okay. on sort of like a. A green, yeah. and Mike is kind of talking about what his dad's, what his dad, or his, I'm not sure, his granddad, or maybe his dad said yeah. that Derry's basically cursed. Yeah. Um, and that, and that, he, and that Ben obviously, Ben has sort of been looking into the history of Derry and all these bad things happening, and kind of works out that something happens every 27 years. 
So they think that this that Pennywise is coming out every 27 years to feed on the children before yeah. <coughs> hibernating, I guess. Yeah, and so it's around here. So they go to uh, Bill's garage, and Mike pops his slides into the thingy slide deck. And this is the bit of the trailer that like sold me on the film that it's going to be yeah. great when the slide sort of took over them, took over on their own, and we start to see Pennywise's face emerge out of the thing. Then it took it another step further, and the lights all <laughs> yeah. cut out, and it's suddenly like <laughs> he was like a giant dog creature, sort of like barking in at them all in in the garage. That like shit me up, like sincerely yeah, yeah. shit me up. <laughs> Well, yeah, because initially, it. initially it's a picture, it's a picture of Bill's mum, isn't it? And then yeah. as the, as the slides are going through faster and faster, her hair is sort of blowing in the wind, and then Pennywise's face appears. In yeah. the trailer, I wasn't sure what was going on. I was like, why has he got so much hair? <laughs> I was, I was yeah. a bit confused. But yeah, when he appears out of the, just that, jumps yeah. out of the thing. Yeah, he's massive. Like, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, that that was for me. That was the best scare of the film. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't expect that at all. I mean, yeah. it just kept going and going and going, didn't it as well? Yeah. Uh, okay, and then you get out of that. Like, um, we get, I think we get the impression that Pennywise isn't really trying to kill them just yet. Um, he's, no. just, he's just trying to salt the meat. I think they say, and he's like trying to get them all riled up and scared, uh, and it's working. Like, I think they are getting very scared. Now they go, but Bill decides he's going to uh, go get Georgie back anyway. So he goes to Nybolt Street, um, the house on Nybolt Street, which um, they realise that Pennywise uh, kids go missing around there or something fairly regularly. It's a creepy ass house. So it's, well, it's, it's, it's basically where all the, it's where all the sewers sort of like cross and lead to, right. isn't it? Okay, when they look yeah. at the map, when they look yeah. at the map of the sewers, they yeah. realise that everything leads to there. So pretty much that's going to be the hub. That's going to be where, yeah, where where Pennywise resides. So in so in goes into the house. We get uh, Eddie, Richie, and Bill. They have a little walk around. Um, this house, this house reminds me of the house from um, the Wastelands, that, that Dark Tower book. You know yeah. Like it's just, I'm yeah, sure yeah. it's the same sort of house. Um, so I always want to see like the, the plaster man sort of um, crack out <laughs> the wall. But uh, okay, so they're walking through this house. Um, then they sort of get split up. I think Eddie accidentally goes one way. The others go a different way. Um, what happens to Eddie? So Eddie like just Eddie walks. Eddie falls pretty much falls through a hole in the floor, yeah, which okay. kind of like appears. He falls through the uh, the, the coffee table. He gets powerbombed through a coffee table. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and breaks his arm. Which yeah. is obviously pretty gruesome, and then Richie gets locked into a room full of clowns because obviously earlier he did say when they were talking about what they're scared of and what what it's materializing itself as. Yeah, Richie did say he was scared of clowns, yeah. and there's a nice nice little there was a pen there was a Tim Curry Pennywise doll in amongst all these clowns. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, and then he um, just uh, Pennywise as he comes towards Richie, he says "beep beep Richie," which is a big saying <laughs> in, in the book. Which yeah, is what the losers t- say to him to get him to shut up. He's yeah. like constantly, he's just always sort of talking in, in the book. Again, um, good fan service there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, I noticed Eddie was wearing uh, a Christine t shirt. He had like the Christine car on it. Um, so there's lots yeah. of cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I noticed that. There was, was there anything else like that? I'm um, sure there was. I'm sure there was. I didn't notice it. I mean, they, was, they all um, had pretty interesting t shirts on, which I kind of thought must be Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a few YouTube videos out there when they've like put all the Easter eggs up there. I'm yeah, sure yeah I, think I think I've seen some stuff like that. Uh, so then, <laughs> so whilst Eddie's sort of conked out downstairs, Bill and Richie decide to try and get out. And um, like I said, I, I thought all bets were off at this point because I thought Richie might die or Eddie might die. It just seemed very much like something bad was going to yeah. happen. Like, And I know that the characters don't, but even this film... Was really going to make me feel uh, the danger of the scene. 
danger, danger. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty terrifying. And then they got um, the three doors. Um, yeah, yeah. This this was this was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So one door like, it said, scary. "Not very scary. Let's like, just scary or something." Not then, scary at all. And they go through that one. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's like half of Betty Ripson's just hanging there or something, talking to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was gruesome. There's a weird um, sense of the... humour to all of the hauntings that I thought were really good. Like a Freddy, yeah. did it not like remind you of Freddy Krueger in some ways? Definitely, yeah. yeah. But I think that that's the thing. They kind of gave the hauntings a personality, and yeah. then Pennywise sort of ran with it. So you kind of felt it was Pennywise's personality yeah. coming ac- coming across in these hauntings that he was toying with them. What, as, what is that kind of uh, that like dark comedy horror thing? I'm thinking like uh, you know when Freddy Krueger like tries to French kiss Nancy through the phone. Oh yeah. Like is that sort of like playing with the like yeah. I don't know. There is a, like a certain horror that I don't think that's done very often or very well. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Playground horror or something. I don't know. When yeah, Pennywise comes out of a fridge as well. Um, this like is pretty a mannequin cool. sort of spins out. It's like all like it's like bent in every yeah. w- every which way. Yeah. Um, and then, so obviously, this was quite good. He sort of approaches Eddie, whose arm's broken, and sort of like just starts toying with him, teasing him. Yeah. Eddie's like slapping his head, obviously, because he's. Wait, obviously... What? what happens? <laughs> Ed, Eddie's sort of like slapping his head. He's... His own head? Uh, or... No, Pennywise is kind of right in his face, going sort of like, ooh. And Eddie's like, ah, sort of hitting him, <laughs> him, and, him on the head. I don't remember that. I quite like that. Yeah. And then, obviously, the, re- the rest of the Losers Club arrive. <laughs> Beverly, Beverly sticks a, what is it, like a crowbar or something? Or... Uh, fence like a fence really. oh yeah that's yeah. it a fence fence spike yeah. uh, <laughs> through but that was pretty dodgy because as soon as it goes in his head his head is all like deformed and all the teeth are like coming out and his eyes are going off different directions yeah you know it was, it was pretty messed up uh, Ben gets it in the stomach again <laughs> yeah it does uh, thing he's whipped his head around and, the, and the, the metal thing goes into Ben's stomach doesn't seem to mind that much this time yeah. he's <laughs> like bloody I've been, oh, no, that? I've been through it already mate it's not my first rodeo dude <laughs> um, and then so what happens now so they run away and they kind of this is like the, the dark night of the soul moment right so they decide yeah that they're not going to do this again and Bill's like we've got to yeah and they kind of all split up after this because um, Eddie sort of his mum turns up and she sees his broken arm and she kind of blames the rest of the losers club yeah um, some of the other guys are sort of saying you know too scared to do this we can't do this um, Beverly kind of tries to pep everybody up tries to give everybody like a when we're together, we can do it or something like that. But yeah, nobody's having it, mate. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then I, I guess so. Where around it? What happens now? So I think I think uh, this there was like a montage now that we kind of look. It's kind of seemed like everyone was getting on with their lives and doing stuff. Obviously, Stan Stanley does his uh, his Jewish thing. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and a few a few other things, and then we kind of like catch up with Beverly. Yeah, um, who's sort of trying to leave her house. And then this is when it all comes to a head with her, with her proper slimy bastard of a dad. Yeah. So bastard dad, uh, he's got such a creepy lizard face. He is like a David Icke's ideal like lizard man. <laughs> um, it's like, he's a perfect I, lizard man. I'm sure he should have a forked tongue. Like you don't yeah, see yeah. it, but yeah, it's definitely forked. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he tries to get a bit handsy. I think Beverly chases him into the bathroom. She wallops him over the head. Oh yeah, this is yeah. oh yeah. Okay. So this this was one thing I wasn't particularly too keen on in this in this film adaptation is that Beverly becomes a damsel in distress because uh, yeah. Pennywise turns up and like kidnaps her, right? Yeah. So obviously she kills her dad. I'm assuming, doesn't she? Does she kill him? Mm. 
She breaks. Well, he's, he's on the floor and he's got blood coming out of his head, which is never a good sign. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she basically just gets abducted, which is odd because Pennywise, it, is he one for abducting? I don't think he is. That's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't he, think uh, he is, no. Like, he didn't abduct Georgia or anyone. He, like, kills them. And he I mean, as takes, he, is yeah. a, he is an ancient, trans-dimensional evil being. I think he just, when he when he takes his opportunity, he just kills, either scares people or kills people. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be one for kidnapping. That was that was a bit odd. Oh, I can understand why they did it to try and give a bit of impetus to the, for the gang to come back together to try and save her. But again, yeah. I don't know if I like the fact that they had to, felt like they had to do that. Like, yeah. maybe I mean, they should have used Stan or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but... I think they could, they, could, they could have easily used Stan. But that's the thing. No one could have assumed that she was dead. They could have just assumed they had to go and save her. Yeah, which doesn't really make sense because he turned. He, um, Bill obviously turns up at Beverly's house, um, and you die if you try. Sort of written in blood on the on the ceiling. Yeah, you yeah, kind of think it's you kind of odd. Yeah, you would assume she's dead, not been abducted. Yeah, but obviously, yeah. So the losers all get back together, um, and then we sort of see Henry Bowers, the bully, get given given uh, back the knife. Yeah, um, given, he obviously gets given the knife, um, and then we obviously see his dad is a bit of a bastard his yeah. dad kind of his dad bullies him so obviously that's where his he obviously passes it down that's why the losers club get bullied because he's getting bullied as well which is probably the case for most little pricks so like the parents that. faults yeah uh, so then henry um kills his dad with a knife although yeah. um we kind of He's kind of being pennywise up a bit, like yeah, yeah. So he sees. Yeah. He, there's obviously when he goes in to see his dad. Yeah. Um, there's a bit on the TV where Pennywise is going. There's like a group of school kids all sort of chanting something. Yeah. Um, and we see Pennywise take the take the form of a teacher. Kill your dad. Kill your Kill. dad. Grab a Stab power him in a deck. <laughs> Grab and a they power. The lads. <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, it's a good idea, that yeah. is. Oink, oink. Yeah. So he he he. Chucks his dad up, why doesn't he? Just pokes him, the whatever that vein is there, just, pops just open, po- pokes him playfully yeah. in the neck Sticks until him. he's dead. Um, at the same time, uh, as Eddie's trying to leave his mum's, um, he realizes that all of his tablets and medicines are sort of placebos, and he quite he throws them to his ground and tells yes, his mum that they're gazebos. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's just so funny. Like, <laughs> just a really like funny moment in the film. Yeah. Um, and then he all go back to the Nabal Street house. They're going to go in there. Uh, to all of them, they said Mike. Mike's got some. Ro- Mike's got like uh, his the cow bolt gun thing. Yeah, that he like, used to yeah, put, yeah. To put like sheep asleep. For everyone's him. everyone's yeah. got their weapons. They have got like the the spikes. So there's a, basically a well in the basement of this of the Nabal Street yeah. house, um, which they're all going to sort of like go into finding Pennywise's lair, where yeah. obviously he's, he's keeping Beverly. Yeah. So um, they get they, they go down into the well. And then Mike is the last one to go down, but he's attacked by Henry. This um, this 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 doesn't happen in the book like this, but it does happen in the book. Yeah. Um, and Mike pretty much, I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil that actually, because that's especially you're going to read the rest of the book. Um, but Henry, Henry doesn't die in in the book at this point. So no, I'm assuming he, I'm assuming he doesn't die in the film either because. He falls down a very like long way. He does. He fall. He does. But Henry has water see at the bottom. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's got to be water at the bottom because surely Henry's got a bigger part to play in the in the, in the, yeah, second, the sequel. Yeah, I would have thought so. The sequel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that obviously happens, and then they all sort of go down into into the uh, into the well and in, into the sewers. Stanley goes missing, uh, and then I thought he was dead. 
<laughs> I kept thinking yeah. the kids are dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They well, he sees the he sees the painting again, the the painting that came to life, and then it starts yeah. like it's like proper like eating his face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like but, it looks like he's like it's dead. been like rip his face off or something. Like it yeah. looks really but then, bad. But then, but then yeah. the rest of the losers club intervene, and he's just fine. He's got a bit of blood on him. Oh, God, blood on help! Got a bit of blood on my head. And <laughs> yeah. then we see, we do we do see Pennywise yeah. with with Beverly, sticky, and he's sort of plaster. <laughs> yeah, but it looks it looks like he's like he's half swallowed his head, and then it's just yeah. a bit of a plaster there. Look, please. And then, <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then um, then they sort of go into Pennywise's layer. Pennywise's layer is quite cool, actually. Um, yeah. So obviously, before this though, we do see Pennywise with Beverly, and he kind of reveals his true form to her. The dead which lights. yeah, they, which was the deadlights, which they did they did a lot better than than was in the miniseries. I haven't seen uh, it, so I couldn't say. But uh, uh, right. um, so what is it, basically in the miniseries, yeah. its true form is like a giant spider, essentially. Yeah, I, well, I do wonder if they're going to do that in the second part because well, uh, I, I, I felt like they kind of they kind of hinted at it with this with this one. Had spider legs and they come out of somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So um, he sort of reveals himself. Is his mouth sort of opens into yeah. the big sarlacc pit? Which is like spinning around, and, he, and she and Beverly sees sort of the three deadlights, yeah. And then sort of her eyes go all milky, and, and then, she goes into a trance, and then she floats. Yeah. So the whole thing about your float too and stuff, uh, I don't think it really means much of anything in the book, but in this, they're literally floating around. Yeah. I it's, thought in the book it kind of meant your float, as in you'll die and you'll just end up in the water, floating face down or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yes. But, but um, they've taken it. They've taken it very literally in this adaptation, where everyone who's sort of been kidnapped or killed. Well, I'll say Floats. kidnapped. They're yeah. all dead. They're all dead apart from Beth. <laughs> They're yeah. all dead. Yeah. They're sort of like so in the middle of Pennywise's lair, there's a huge, massive skyscraper made up of all the all the kids who've gone missing's belongings and all of their bodies floating around as well. Which obviously looks like it's just stuff from hundreds and hundreds of years. Visually, it's very cool. Um, I do wonder. So, so this is one of my problems with with how did they split the film out in, in like in the TV series. Did it jump back and forth between the kids and the adults a lot? Like in the book, it's like constantly like jumping back and forth. Yeah. And as it winds down towards the ending, it goes like even quicker. So you 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 won't even it'll they'll marry up to the point where you sometimes you don't even know if you're reading the past or the or the present now. Like because they're so similar. Yeah. That's why. Um, so in this film, I um I'm not too sure how it's going to work unless they significantly change the ending of the adult story. Because they're so sort of similar. In, in, in the book, the adult story just goes on a little bit further and they go into the what they call the macroverse and they um, they kill him there. But yeah, they're just going to have to go to the same place and they have to do the same thing again. Yeah, that's what you kind of, yeah. I think they obviously left that out, that stuff out with the macroverse and the turtle and stuff just because it was probably a bit bonkers. mad. <laughs> it's yeah. a bit bonkers and mad yeah. for like general audiences are just going to be thinking, what the hell? Yeah. This is. This this film's on acid, yeah. man. I only came for the new Conjuring film, and there's bloody turtles vomiting <laughs> up universes. I only came to see a killer clown, and there's lots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> American Horror Story's back on, by the way. I don't know if you watched that. That's got the killer clown back in it. All right. I've never seen a damn minute of that. It's all right. First, first season's good. Uh, okay, so yeah, so they go in. This is one of the. This is a heartbreaking scene where Bill finds George in that place, um, and he starts talking to him. And then George is like, "I don't know, this is just really sad." I I don't really cry in films, but this really had me on, on like the edge of 
It's because so like... Georgie was so cute and he was just saying that he wanted to come home and he wanted to see everybody. Yeah. And Bill was kind of, I thought Bill was kind of falling for it initially because obviously we understand that. This is another confusing bit where I was like, for a second, I was yeah. like, have they found him alive? I was confused for a second, but he's missing his arm. So I thought, yeah. well, that'll probably, that'll probably do him in. Yeah. yeah, he should be dead. It's been eight uh, months, like nine months or something. <laughs> he's just yeah. been living here. Yeah. So and, Bill, he kind of accepts it, doesn't he, at the end? Yeah. And then he gets the uh, Mike's bolt cutter thing, pops him in the cap, pops a cap in his head. Pops a cap in his head. This was another bit where, like, seeing a kid get shot in the head. It was pretty gruesome, yeah. Pretty gruesome. We didn't really see that, that in films, though. That, that actor who played George got his arm ripped off. Gets shot in yeah. the head. Yeah, he, uh, he's mentally messed up now. He was he was great at that kid because he was probably what five years old. But when he <laughs> yeah. was like be, when he was being evil and terrifying, he was good. Yeah. When he's be, when he's being cute and innocent, he was good as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so we're, we're wrapping up now. At this point, Pennywise isn't particularly scary, and I think that's that's we're feeling what the kids are feeling like. The kids are feeling like he's almost like desperate, and like he's become like kind of ludicrous to them now, and they start to win. Um, I think they pretend. That the the thingy has bullets in it, and he's just shooting him in the head, even though it doesn't. And it's I think it's like the kid's belief that it hurts him. Um, yeah. So then they start beating the crap out of him <laughs> um, with baseball bats and bits of metal and whatever. Yeah. And they kick him into the to the sewer or something. I, I, quite, like, like, I quite like his blood. His blood floats upwards as well. I thought that was quite. Oh yeah, that yeah that was great. That was another sort of weird sort of decision they sort of made to. He was so otherworldly and strange that, yeah, when his blood was kind of like floating upwards, sometimes yeah. it was his head was flaking away like dried dried paint. Uh, another thing I didn't appreciate was the Sleeping Beauty moment where when Bev was like knocked out, Ben just kissed her. And yeah. Then, and then she wakes up and goes, January Embers. Like, it, I don't know, it was a little bit cheesy. It, kind of, it, it kind of felt like it was a bit cheesy and it was a bit like yeah. a moment which kind of solidified that Ben and Beverly are going to get together. Yeah. But, then it was kind of just forgotten about afterwards. It was almost like, oh, he's he's done it. Yeah. She he wrote the poem. She loves him, but yeah. no, it didn't. She, they kind of kept it as Bill was the main love interest. It didn't really need to be any sort of of that. I don't think. Well, so so again, I know I keep coming back to the book, but that's just because I really like the book. Uh, so in the book, there's a love triangle. Bev likes Bill. Bill is just so like he's not really that way inclined. He's just girls like, yuck. Like he's just a. Uh, you know, he's got his heart set on finding his brother. Like that that's that's all he is. He's like he takes his heroic yeah. sort of mode. And um Ben loves Ben. And there's this weird like thing happening there. Nothing ever happens apart from like at the end when they all start <laughs> In the book they all start having sex they have like a weird sex story. You've probably heard of that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard of that. So they, yeah, so she has sex with all of them to kind of restore unity to the to the losers club, didn't she? They definitely didn't need to do it. Even in the book, it doesn't need that. Or that no. that blood packs thing they did was all it needed. They didn't need yeah. to be having... Even that, I was a bit like, oh, do you have to? Can't you just agree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of AIDS? Eddie was yeah. going on about it earlier in the film. Yeah. Yeah, this is weird. I don't think Eddie would do it. Like... No, unless we're, unless we're supposed to think he's yeah. past that now. His arc is over. His arc is finished where he's, you know, he doesn't care about getting hurt or anything yeah. like that. So then they uh, they leave and they're all sort of stood outside the Barons. They've defeated Penny Pennywise. And then they decide to come back in 27 years if, if he's still there. Um, yeah. And then it reminded me of Stand By Me again. You know, they leave one by one. Um, yeah, they kind of fade away, yeah. Yeah. Like, this this film hits so many like Stephen King tropes from previous films. And 
but I really like I really like it's kind of it's kind of lovely. Like there's something really sweet about it that's just kind yeah, of nostalgic yeah. and heartwarming it, and yeah, it it's got heart. Like it's for, yeah. for a, it does feel like an adventure film. Yeah, an adventure film with heart that just so happens to have a terrifying killer clown and loads of other terrifying. This is the kind of film I would watch over and over as a kid. I would definitely watch the shit out of this. Just watch it. Yeah, so yeah, much. yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, no, exactly. The rewatch. I mean, I already kind of want to go and see it again. Yeah, me uh, too. Yeah. At the cinema. But yeah, at the end, we kind of like, it says it, and then we see chapter one. So chapter two yeah. confirmed. We kind of hear Pennywise laughing in the background as well, which kind of goes to prove that he is still alive. Well, of course he is. Yeah, I was kind of waiting to see um, if there was any sort of Marvel-style credit after credit scenes. But no, this, I mean, to be fair, though, this cast is so good. They might as well just wait 27 years before yeah. they make the next film and just use all the same people. So, actually, so I was like, at first I was like, really like, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how they're just going to just have the adult story now. Because the adult story on its own doesn't really work for me. I feel like the adult story is the, the meta level of what happens in the kids' story. But I've yeah. heard now that the adult story will have a lot of, it will have a dialogue with the kids. So the kids will come back, they'll be in part two, and it will keep going back and forth between them still, which kind of makes more sense to me. Oh, I don't know how they're going to do it, yeah. Yeah, how would they do it? Because obviously, it, what, revisiting stuff that's already happened in the first film or revisiting stuff after Pennywise is gone? I, I, no idea. I don't know how they're going to do it. But, um... Interesting. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. It's, it's uh, I'm not too... I'm a little bit skeptical about the sequel. The first part of the kids' story doesn't need anything else. Like it's a very well self-contained story. But yeah. The adult story isn't. I don't think. No, no, no. I know what you mean. But there we go. I'm gonna have to wait like what four years or whatever it's gonna be for the next one. I reckon I'll probably I'll probably do it in like two. Yeah. So that's what I was gonna say. So yeah. So the reason. Um, they're filming straight away because they want to get the kids whilst they still look young. They don't, yeah, want, yeah. they don't want to be hanging around. Um, don't want them to turn around one of them have a moustache and yeah. be like, oh, bloody heck. Do you think they'll do all the, the Macroverse stuff in the sequel? Um, I think they could probably introduce a couple of bits of it because obviously now they've introduced the fact that Pennywise is the deadlights and we understand that there's a lot more to him than mm. just being being sort of like a scary thing, a scary clown dude. Yeah. Maybe they'll start to introduce a bit more of that to try and explore his origin and where he comes from. And yeah officially how to kill him because i think if they just have the the guys just beat the shit out of him again <laughs> exactly yeah that, that like that's what kind of worries me like just retreading the same ground like yeah but as adults yeah of course but uh yeah. i don't know it's good um okay so uh, i've got some trivia i did put it together very quickly whilst oh, eating don't make excuses whilst scuffling, <laughs> this scuffling shit. pizza so let's see uh where we go so number one um, whenever Pennywise's eyes look in the two different directions, there are no special effects used for it. So it's all um, what's his name doing? Skarsgård. Yeah, got be, be false. Director Muschietti had planned on using CGI to achieve this and informed Skarsgård of this, but Skarsgård then demonstrated that he could do it on his own, and that is what he used. That's what he was using the final film. No way. Yeah, he's got. That's crazy. Chameleon eyes. Cat can do it. I can't do it. She does this thing with like her eyes, like do that weird like. That's horrible. Independent thing, yeah. Shit. And she eats children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, but, oh, oh, but you love her anyway. <laughs> so, uh, the Duffer Brothers um, were originally set to direct this film. Of um, What did they do? They did Strange Things instead. Strange Things, yeah. yeah. Strange Things. Strange Things, true or false? Uh, this is, that's true, I think. 
Uh, yeah, so they wanted to do it. Um, so say they were overlooked because they weren't established enough, which is fair enough. They needed to do if they did Stranger Things and then apply for this, they would have been like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah exactly. Yeah. You're not, you haven't got enough. Yeah, you're not, you haven't got enough experience. Well, I have a bloody Netflix series in your face. <laughs> oh yeah. no, we were wrong all along. <laughs> yeah, I think as uh, Stranger Things came out, I bet the people who are making it were a bit like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh bloody heck, yeah. what have we done the right thing? <laughs> yeah. But like also because I feel like Stranger Things does, I felt, I was worried it was going to steal some of the steam. Like, because it's so, like... Steal it, the steam. Some of the, <laughs> is that what I'm saying? <laughs> steal some of the... Steal the thunder? Um, the, steal its thunder or take out, take some of the steam out? Take, steal the steam. <laughs> I'm confused, yeah. but I like it. It stole the steam right out of it under but its feet. It, but it didn't. It just seemed to ride. The st- it seemed to ride at the steam. It rode the, the steam. It all rode the, the steam to, all the way to the top of the out kettle. of the well, <laughs> all the way to the top of the kettle. Floating, no, exactly. it floating it. Uh, I think that's how it works. I mean, it, yeah. it, they were lucky, really, in more in more ways than one. Especially yeah. that they had Finn Wolfhard in both, which was yeah. interesting. Yeah, he's got a fan base now. He's sorted. He, yeah, the guy who played Richie Tozier in the TV series was that not was it was it not um, Seth Green? Was that not Eddie? Mm, I, I, I want to say Richie. I, I've not seen the TV. Oh, show, we so will much. we'll find out and uh, probably not talk of it again. <laughs> body count number three. The body count in the film: uh, six people were killed on screen. On screen. Mm, it didn't say actually. Oh, just his body count. Let's go for true. Why not? It was actually five. Oh, uh, why would you do that to me? Uh, well, I said all the all the ones have been true so far. So um, who? So Georgie, that's Georgie, it. Henry, Patrick, potentially Henry, Patrick, potentially yeah. uh, Henry's dad. Yeah. Uh, someone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so number four uh, in the book, I don't know if you got this bit. Belch Huggins has a fridge full of dead animals. Belch is one of the, one of the goons. Um, yes, yeah, sounds, sounds like it could be true. It's not. It's false. This <laughs> has true. been the worst trivia. <laughs> this has been the worst I've done at trivia ever. Oh, right. What's he got a fridge of then? What's he got a fridge full of? He, well, I don't know. He's got food, I guess. Patrick Huckstetter. Is the guy with the uh, the fridge full of dead with, animals? Keep hitting me with these little curveballs <laughs> that I just don't know what to do with. Oh, actually, it was this. Oh, God. Number five. Back when Fukunaga was running the show, he'd originally cast a certain Will Poulter as Pennywise the Clown, true or false? Oh, I can see that. Me too. Well, well, had, he actually, had he actually cast him, or was he talking to casting him? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, say true. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Carrie Fukunaga, who did True Detective season one, yeah, season two, I don't know. Um, yep. He was set to direct it, and he did actually cast or wanted to cast Will Poulter as Pennywise the Clown. I can imagine that quite well. He's got a big yeah. mouth. He's got a big old scary mouth. Yeah, Will Poulter's doing very well recently. I remember seeing yeah. him in Son of Rambo, and uh, instantly yeah. thinking, "This kid, <laughs> it's going to go far. He's going to go far." Yeah. Um, he's in he's in Detroit, where apparently he's got he does he's does some some some. Uh, he's got a really special performance. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it yet though. So who's to say? Uh, okay, that's it. That's what. That's five questions. I don't know how well you did. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's not like a. It's not like a top fifty show. This is a. 
This is a special. It matters to me. Bonus episode. Matters to me, dude. I need to get your uh, critical feedback. I need to feed it back to King and his crew. Uh, so between A and F, what what we're saying? Oh, Andy, um, Andy Muschietti is waiting. From, Andy Muschietti. For for me, this like this like exceeded my expectations more than anything I think I've seen this year. Like, there's loads of stuff I was hyped for this year. I was I wasn't too hyped for this until like two weeks before it came out. Then my hype was like, ah! Um, obviously reading the book, not finished it yet, but obviously I'll get there. But I know enough about the story to know that I think it's pretty masterful in more ways than one. I mean, it's got great performances. The dialogue's perfect. I think they, they've they left in a lot of the stuff I wanted to see and they've stripped out the stuff that I think wouldn't have been needed. Yeah. Um, a few little changes perhaps that you would have made, but all in all, it's probably the best adaptation of this we could have hoped for i think yeah yeah, yeah, i don't don't think i I think it didn't feel like a proper cheesy even though i had jump scares it didn't feel like a cookie cutter modern horror um it just felt like a great sort of adventure film with these horror elements and they didn't they neither of those things the adventure and the horror didn't take away from the other the other thing Mm, so the adventure with the adventure you didn't think i'll get back to the horror with the horror you didn't think get back to the adventure it kind of like they it it balanced the whole film out um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I think it had a great soundtrack as well. Cinematography was amazing. Some of the some of the shots there. I've been listening to the soundtrack cool. as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This me too. Jane was really good. Uh, can't remember the name of the composer, isn't it? Like Benjamin something. Bennywise. Um, Bennywise. It's Mr. Bennywise. It is <laughs> Benjamin Walfish Fish. Okay, fair enough. Um, um, fair so enough, mate. What, fair enough. What, oh, what, do you know what? I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'd go. I'd go as far as to give it an A. Nice. Okay. Do you think that you would say the same thing hmm, five years down the line? Do you think you look back at it and watch it again and go? I know. I know what you mean. Um, because I'm definitely one for getting swept up in the hype of things and loving stuff more than I want to. Um, I might not say that, Luke. Uh, <laughs> I, might not, I might not say an A in five years' time. Okay. Um, but now, don't <laughs> don't, don't tell don't... me how to feel. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, you, think, you feel I, how I, you feel, man. I think an A because. Okay. I I think an A. <laughs> I, I, so I I I've got written down here uh, B, but I do I don't He's know what why why am I saying a B and not an A I don't know I think um I think I absolutely loved the film I had a ball watching it like I had a lot of fun watching it but I don't know I think uh, I think maybe the fact that I read the book so soon before I saw the film has kind of tarnished it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it's not like I'm seeing the story like completely fresh. I'm still thinking about the book fairly regularly. So, yeah. Well, but I mean, there's so much in the book. Uh, yeah. It's, it's got to be like, it's got to be one of the most impossible things to adapt into a film because it's such a big book yeah. going on. And it's got so like many a, ideas, so many themes. It's got like a literary so meta sort of element that is never going to translate to a film. Not a marketable film anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Here's a 1,200-page book. Adapt this into a 200-film. Yeah. Uh, two into 200-hour films. films. <laughs> into 200 films. Yeah. One. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. No, uh, so I so I, I give it a B for book. But I say this is a great... I, I see this as a great complementary element to the book. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Ooh, like complementary. Yeah. So it's like, um, would, you like gonna, a, would you like a film of your book, sir? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy going back and finishing the book now with faces in my head 
It's cool. Also, you should read. You may not. Uh, so insomnia also takes place in Derry. Mike is in insomnia as well, and uh, you get loads of little uh, it's bits and bobs in that as well. Yeah, yeah there's but, loads, um, of, loads of his books. Derry happen in Derry, don't they? Dreamcatcher happens in Derry. Well, there's Castle Rock as well. I get confused between the two. Um, Castle Rock's like I'd never want to use a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. they're both in Maine, though, right? I think everything is, is in Maine. Is it I Maine? know uh, Mr. Mercedes isn't, I don't think. But uh, Mr. Mercedes is like the it's, um, cat and mouse detective. Oh, no, no, sorry. I said, where where is it set? Oh, well, is it, is I, it? Have, I have actually read Mr. Mercedes. Oh, cool. Uh, didn't, I didn't care for it too much. The TV show's been pretty good. Uh, so where's, where's that set? That. I think it's like in Ohio or something, like Columbus, Ohio or something like that. Yeah. It's in a very real place, though, I think. I think that's the idea. Okay, so that's it. B for book, A for Ben. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a for amazing. Yeah, I loved it. You made me. You're making me think about my rating now, but no, it's good. You I'm just, feeling it. You 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 tend to rate lower than I do, so you enjoy this, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I'll enjoy I'll tell you what. I had I kind of preferred watching Stand by Me. Um, when we watched, but that was the first time I'd ever seen that film, and I saw it on a big screen with you, while you sat at the other side of the cinema. But... Yeah, not that was my choice as well. <laughs> um, yeah, Do you... I, I got, oh, I got to sit next to you. I'm like, nah, you <laughs> stand you by Russell, me. You Russell, you Russell too much. <laughs> sit by me. It's called Stand by Me and Fuck You. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off, mate. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the next film we're going to be doing, we're getting back on the list. We're actually at the halfway point. The next film is The Omen. The so, oh man, we are. Cracking on through this. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna uh, enjoy the oh man. Yeah, oh man. Okay, uh, so this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com, uh, become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovach Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Hit subscribe, give us a five star rating and review. Thanks to my co host Ben Errington for being Thank a real horror you. Thank you, Luke. Thanks, man. All right, bye. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.